0: Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website, Quipster.net. You can find all of my written work there, over 3,800 film reviews to choose anytime. Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net is where to go. Today, I'm going to be looking at a documentary that is currently in limited release in the United States. It's called Eat That Question, Frank Zappa in His Own Words. It's R-rated because of language, some sexual references, and brief nudity, and it runs an hour and 33 minutes. All of the footage that you see in the film concerns, as you would probably guess, Frank Zappa, and it does contain almost exclusively archival footage of Frank Zappa in his many interviews, concert performances, and some news reports about him as well. The director who put it all together is Thorsten Schutt. You know, Frank Zappa is an uh, legendary music iconoclast. The title of this film says that it is in his own words, and so it is. It, It excerpts snippets done mostly chronologically throughout his career from several insightful interviews that he had done in his relatively short lifetime, as well as rare concert footage of his solo work, as well as with his backing band, The Mothers of Invention. Eat That Question likely won't go down as the definitive take on Zappa's life because it's only concentrating more on his public appearances, but I do think it definitely makes for an interesting, thoughtful, funny irreverent and erudite one for those viewers who have a special interest in Zappa's views on music and politics, as well as for an easy introduction to this non-conformist man behind some very unconventional music. Uh, Eat That Question offers a lot of that archival footage. A lot of this has been seen before. If you're a Frank Zappa fan, surely you have seen some of these interviews, whether on YouTube or other places. You have various interview sessions that Zappa did for television, and it combines this with clips from some of his own personal movies, as well as a number of his stage performances in front of crowds that are both welcoming and some that are a bit skeptical to what they're seeing on the stage. Some of the delights include a very clean-cut, younger Frank Zappa improvising music to an audience who clearly don't get it on the Steve Allen show. He's using drumsticks and a bicycle in order to create this kind of what some would consider a cacophonic form of music that was done back in 1963 you can go to youtube and just search for steve allen show zappa and you can find the very funny footage there where the witty host steve allen praises zappa for his far sighted courage to push the boundaries of his artistic expression while also quipping at the end of it to not ever perform that music around him again <laughs> We also get some insightful footage of Zappa's testimony to Congress during the 1980s. He took on, straight on, the PMRC led by Tipper Gore's proposal to put warning labels on the music of objectionable content to protect younger ears. He basically fought back on trying to clamp down on his artistic freedom and those of other artists in the industry, feeling that there's no such thing as a bad word anyway. So why do we have to put a label stating that any of the things that he says or does should be objectionable. He maintained that the objection should be toward the label itself. Zappa would appear on the contentious CNN political talk show Crossfire in 1986. We see some of that footage in this film. We see him proclaiming his anti-union conservative viewpoints, although I don't know that conservatives would embrace him because he had a strong dislike of the Reagan-Bush administration And really, most government officials in general, so he is anti-government like conservatives, but he also hated the conservatives that were in power. Uh, Perhaps most surprising to some who don't know Zappa, except in the abstract form, or who didn't really follow his output beyond, say, the 1970s or so, is how well regarded Zappa was as an artist in some very unlikely pockets of the world. He was considered a veritable folk hero in the recently liberated country of the Czech Republic, where his music and his anti-communist sermonizing fell onto very accepting ears. He even met with the president of the Czech Republic uh, shortly before his death in 1993. This contrasts with great irony to Zappa's treatment by those people in countries that regularly tout their political and artistic freedoms and how We are better than so many other countries for that. You know, the United States and Great Britain, most definitely, where the musician would perpetually have to haggle to be able to make the music that he actually wanted to make and perform it in venues that look down upon Zappa's music as being too radical for their tastes. For instance, we see some footage where his proposed concert in playing the musical score to his avant-garde film 200 Motels at the Royal Albert Hall in Britain was canceled, Due to the so-called obscene nature of this performance, he even consented to compromise on the content of his lyrics and what was done on stage for this performance, And, and yet they still canceled it because they said, well, it was the intent that was offensive, even if he was willing to curtail some of the more objectionable words and images. So Zappa's greatest fans will no doubt champion him as a genius who was well ahead of his time. Those who are experiencing his music for the first time listening to it within the course of this film will probably think that his melodies, if you want to call them that, are often bad to the point of being unlistenable to more conventional ears, but I do think that the film does very well in showing that Frank Zappa is actually fully aware on how to make good melodic music. But... At various stages in his career, he would deliberately subvert the convention on what constitutes so-called good music by trying to create something very complex, complicated, irregular, in some ways discordant. He wants to challenge his listeners to go against the tide of convention and try to create your own path, even if it means that not everybody is going to reach for your album to listen to it. This is definitely for people who want to hear something completely different in and of itself to challenge the norm. Now, not everybody is going to choose to follow Zappa or anybody else, but those who do challenge the iconoclasts of the world are often rewarded with the answer that one can and should question societal pressures and governmental pressures and artistic pressures of uh, corporate industries And to resist being easily labeled for marketable appeal, journalists regularly tried to pigeonhole Zappa as part of the hippie movement, probably more because of his long hair than his sometimes conservative views on politics. He, and unlike the hippie movement, he claimed to rarely even use mild drugs like pot. And certainly his anti-union stance was considered to be quite conservative for its time. And, you know, the music industry and the media were increasingly perplexed by this very charismatic and quotable, not always easygoing, especially in interviews. Frank Zappa, they just didn't know what to do with him or to say about him. And you could see all of the discomfort in the people who are actually trying to interview him as to how to approach him. In his interviews, he was willing to play ball. Generally, he was very forthcoming, but he wasn't going to compromise his style too much for the interview. You know, Frank Zappa would die in 1993, very short 52 years on Earth due to pancreatic cancer. And we see him in some of his later less healthy years and some very insightful philosophizing about how he would like to be remembered, which was basically he doesn't really care about whether he's remembered or not. But his reasons why are very interesting. And I think that very poignantly underlines what Frank Zappa really is all about, which is he cared about breaking boundaries and he didn't really care about how people felt about it or him in general. So as a film, I think Eat That Question is more like a patchwork quilt than it is a finely woven tapestry. This is very, I won't say that it's slapped together, but it it doesn't have a narrator. It's not really capped off by themes. It's in kind of chronological order and, You can kind of see some of the contradictions in his own attitudes at times over life. So it doesn't really strike home that point. And it is very pro-Zappa. It always makes him look like he is the wise one on the screen, no matter who he's taking on. And it is more like an interesting collection of rarities. When put together, it offers insightful and interesting peaks, But yet, I do think that this is a very interesting collection of rare footage And when it's all put together, it does offer a very insightful and interesting peek into this mind of this also insightful and interesting man. So if you've always found the eternally eccentric Frank Zappa's musical output to be a little too hard on your ears in the past, I would say watch this film and then take a listen again because you'll have new knowledge that great art should push you out of your comfort zone. And perhaps only once you're outside of that comfort zone can you gain a different perspective that you'd never otherwise have had while trying to perceive the world within this shielded bubble of conventional society that Frank Zappa so earnestly railed against. I'm giving Eat That Question, Frank Zappa, in his own words, a very strong three and a half. I was almost tempted to give it a four star review. But I just fall short of that. It was right on the borderline, and my rule of thumb is to give the lower rating on a first-time watch. So three and a half stars is going to eat that question. So if you happen to have it playing in your town, if this sounds intriguing to you, I strongly recommend getting out there and seeing it. At the very least, you'll come out of the movie with a new appreciation, not only of Frank Zappa, but also for those musical artists or artists of any type who are continually trying to do something completely different, you may not always get it, but you'll probably come out of this saying, you know, that kind of expression should be promoted within our society instead of shunned, which so often happened to Frank Zappa, unfortunately. I do want to thank you for listening. I do want to say before I go today that if you've been a long time listener and you want to support the show, the best way that you can do that, I've often said, is to leave a review on iTunes for other people to read. However, uh, there's going to be some changes to the show because some of the means that I have in order to gain access to movies are going to be taken away by the end of this month. And so it's going to be a little bit more challenging for me without the funds necessary to go to the movies to be able to deliver all of the reviews that I have been doing so without your support. And so now I'm asking you, if you are a long time listener and you want to support this show and to continue getting all of these reviews of not only the big releases, but also smaller films like Eat That Question and films going straight to VOD as well, is to pledge a contribution to this show. And you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash quipster and become a patron. I'm asking for if you enjoy the show about a uh, dollar a month. If you can afford that, if you can afford more than great. But if you give a dollar a month, all the money that I'm getting is going to go into making this show better. And that means going to the movies. That means finding the time in order to write all of these reviews to be able to continue to fund the hosting for this podcast, etc. So all of that costs a lot of money. Each movie out there is about 10 bucks in my town. I'm doing three to five Reviews a week. So you can add all that up. I mean, even watching a movie on VOD is about seven bucks. So by the end of the month, it's going to be hundreds of dollars that I've spent just to try to provide these reviews to you freely. So I need your help in order to keep up with this because I can't afford to pay $200 a month to watch all of these movies and review them for you. So if you want to keep up the quality of this podcast, I encourage you to please check out patreon.com slash quipster. Become a patron, and I will thank you on the air. And certainly if you become a patron, I consider you like a producer for this show, and you will be able to contact me and let me know what you think, what direction my show should take. Maybe even give me some advice as to what films I should be reviewing. I will definitely listen to you. So patreon.com slash quipster, please help the show out and I'll continue to deliver this to you. If not, you know, and this is not a thread, I, I may have to reduce the number of films that I get to review. It might actually go down to just the big releases or just the films that I want to see. That's probably maybe half, maybe even a quarter of what I'm doing now. So I'd hate to see that happen because I, I feel like we're really building to something really good here. And so I hope that you will support me and become a patron. Patreon.com slash Quipster. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R is how to spell that. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Go to Quipster.net if you want to find out more information about my reviews. And click the subscribe button if you haven't already, and you'll continue to get all of my reviews downloaded, hopefully throughout the course of this year and, and many years to come, if you are able to support it. Until next time, I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. And if Eat That Question is playing in your town, whether now or sometime soon, I think that you will enjoy your time if you get out to see that one.